Well, praise the Lord, saints of God, praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I greet you once again in the mighty, majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I want you to hear the message entitled, The Blessed Life. That's right, The Blessed Life. I was the guest speaker at the Shield of Faith Church in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Sanford Holloway. We had a dynamic time in the Word of God, and I want you to hear the Word. As always, remember to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org for more inspirational messages from the Lord. And please don't forget to find us on Facebook. We will be so glad to have you. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, The Blessed Life, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Prayer and in study uh, for a word just for us tonight. And so without any further ado, I'm ready to receive. I hope that you are ready to receive the word of God. Uh, I introduce to some and present to others, Pastor Mark Strapp. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, you may take your seats tonight, if you would, in the presence of our life-changing King. Let's go to Isaiah 60. We're going to start there tonight. Isaiah, the 60th chapter. Isaiah 60. We want to speak tonight from the subject of the blessed life. The blessed life. And I want to show you tonight, by the word of God, that the blessed life for you as a child of God is a requirement. You are required to be blessed blessed. It is not optional. You are required to be blessed. As a matter of fact, in order for you to be effective in this earth realm, you're going to have to be blessed. You're going to have to be the blessed life. Now, let me talk just for a moment about the blessing of the Lord. If you would just give me a moment, praise the Lord. The blessed life is one that is something that is tangible. When God puts his blessing on you, it is something that is tangible, not something ethereal. It is something that can be seen. It is very visible. It is a real substance, and it is something that is admired and, and even uh, envied by the ungodly. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time that someone outside the faith envied your life? Or wish that they had your life. Say with me, blessed life. Blessed life. Isaiah 60, verse number 1 says, just verses 1 through 4. It says, arise, shine, for thy light is come. And what? And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The spotlight is on you. Verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Hasn't it covered it? You better bet. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And what will happen as a result of God's glory being upon you? The Gentiles shall come to thy light. You're going to attract the ungodly. There is something that will be visible, tangible about you that will attract them to you. That will attract them into the kingdom of God, attract them to Jesus. There is something visible, something noticeable, something tangible about you, about your life that should be attracting them to the kingdom of God. 
Now, that is such a contradiction in many of our churches today. Such a contradiction. I'm not sure how many of you have ever been to a restaurant before, and let's say there's a new restaurant that opened up in town, and most people just don't go in there. They want to ask somebody, have you been? Well, how was the food? Have you tried it first? Well, if their friend says, oh, it was so good, mm. It was so good. It was so good. I can't wait. You should taste the ribs. The ribs were so good. They were just falling off the bone. It was good. And the sauce, oh, just like I like it. Would you be anxious to go and try it out yourself? But if you saw those same friends, you asked them, how, did it, how was the restaurant? And they go, oh, no, wait a second. Oh, it was real. Oh, it was real good. You got true. You would hear what they are saying, but their actions say something entirely different, right? They can't stay out of the bathroom and this and that and the other. We would not be anxious to go down to that restaurant. Isn't that right? By the same token, many of us say, you got to try Jesus, but we're always broke. But we're always sick, always whining, always complaining, always belly aching. Come to my restaurant. Come to Jesus' restaurant. You'll be like me. Why in the world would I want to be like you? Tell your neighbor, we got to be blessed. The blessing of the Lord is a requirement. It's a requirement. What the world system knows this. What the drug dealers do, so I've heard anyway. Here, try this sample. You like it, you'll be back. You tell your friends, you'll be back. Coca-Cola, even as successful as Coca-Cola is, they still give out samples and tastes and so forth and so on. They want you to try their product. You like it, you'll tell somebody else. It'll spread through word of mouth. Satisfied, a satisfied customer is a business's greatest, uh, greatest tool, right? Word of mouth. When the people can see how the product works for you. I have a phone. I like my Galaxy Note. I like my Galaxy Note. I, I play with my thing. So it is big, isn't it? But I like it so much that my praise and worship leader there decides she get a Galaxy Note too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They're thinking about it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You like the product, and you begin to talk about the product. Now, did anybody have to come to me and say, hey, talk about the product that you like? Did anybody have to tell you talk about your new TV set or your new car or whatever or your new, or your new fancy shoes? You say, ooh, look at my shoes. Are you on anybody's payroll to talk about things that you like? Absolutely not. You do it because it's in you. You like it. You experience joy, and it makes you happy, and you want other people to be happy too. Right? You don't, we don't necessarily go out on teams and, and okay, let's get together and get, we're going to meet the Kentucky Fried Chicken and we're going to go uh, to the shopping, uh, go to the set of apartments there. We're going to tell everybody about the new uh, quad, quadraphonic sound that comes out of this. We're going to tell everybody. Nobody tells you to do that. It's just in you. You want to go tell somebody when you like something. You want them to be happy too. You want them to be, it starts from the inside out. You've been blessed by the product, and you want to go and tell somebody. Right? So the problem, so why is it in the church that we have to make people go and witness? Maybe they haven't tried the product. Maybe the product is not working for them. 
So now we have to force them. Go, go, go. Now nobody wants to show up. Does anybody invite anybody to church? No. Why? There's something wrong and there's something missing. We need to own up to it. Hallelujah. So the Lord said, the, the Gentiles will come to thy light and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. They're coming. Verse 4, lift up thine eyes around about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy son shall come from far and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. We'll stop right there. The spotlight is on you. Now more than ever, the world needs the church. Now more than ever, the world needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now more than ever, they are hopeless, they are depressed, they are worried, they are frustrated, they are aggravated. They are afraid. They don't know, should I take my children to school or should I leave them at home? Should I homeschool them now? Should I go to the mall to the movies or should I just wait till it comes out on Redbox and watch it at home? Because there's so much stuff going on out there right now. So much is going on. And we are the church and are the ones who are supposed to manifest heaven in the earth. Can, I, can we say that just for a second? Didn't the Lord Jesus tell us to pray in that model prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now you or I, neither one of us, now y'all look really, really, really good. You ought to say thank you, Jesus. You look really, really good, and you are super, super intelligent, right? But none of us can control what happens in so-and-so's home down the street. We can't control what happens in the White House, the Blue House, or the Pink House. We can't control any of it. We are responsible for manifesting heaven in earth. What earth? This earth right here and the earth that is around us, the things that are under our influence and control. We are responsible for bringing heaven here to our, under our influence and authority. Amen. You're responsible for manifesting heaven in your own home, yeah. in your own automobile, Amen. in your own cubicle at work, manifesting heaven. Wherever you go, the atmosphere of heaven ought to be all around you. The atmosphere of heaven. And whatever goes on in heaven is supposed to go on in your life. Praise the Lord. There is no sadness in heaven. There's joy in heaven. There ought to be joy in your heavenly atmosphere all around you. There ought to be peace. When people need peace, they ought to come to the atmosphere that's around you. You are responsible for bringing heaven to earth. For manifesting heaven and earth. Now, God is, is responsible for getting us to heaven by believing in Christ Jesus, right? But we're responsible for praying that prayer and manifesting the God kind of life right here, right now. Somebody say amen. amen. It is tight, but it is right. Amen. Pull your shoes back a little bit. We got to go a little bit deeper. You are supposed to be blessed. Your finances are supposed to be blessed. You're supposed, let me, let me show you, go to Ezekiel, or rather, um, Ecclesiastes. Let me show you something in Ecclesiastes before we get, Ecclesiastes 9. Just go find, you know, find the book of Psalms, Proverbs, right, Just to the right of the book of Proverbs. Let me show you Ecclesiastes. Can I do that? I'm going to show you some reasons just shortly why 
You must be blessed. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. We're going to look at three verses. Turn to your name and tell them, I must be blessed. It is a requirement. Listen, heaven is counting on you to be blessed. Do you understand that? They're counting on you to be blessed. When you buy those new clothes, the new Gucci, Versace, or Fendi, or whatever they call them things, Tommy Hilfiger, if they still make that, I don't know. Polo, whatever it is. Anyway, when you wear that, the manufacturer of that, they want you to wear it and wear it well, right? You get it, somebody else see you and say, ooh, Pastor, that's a good-looking suit. Where'd you buy that? And then what happens? I go to where he bought it and maybe buy one just like it, right? The manufacturer, your manufacturer, God Almighty, wants you to wear his blessing in such a way that the others down here may see his way, may know how he is through you and turn their attention to God and say, I want what you have. Now, this is not a life that is what I'm not saying that you won't have pain or suffering or sorrow. But when the world sees you endure your pain, suffering and sorrow, as Pastor Barbara said a little while ago, when they see you go through what you've been going through and you're still standing, they will see that tangible blessing of God on your life and desire what you have. Again, when was the last time that somebody said, Boy, you've got such a nice life. You got it so nice. I wish. Oh, I envy your life. When was the last time the ungodly said, you know, the, the, the wine bibber, whoever on the job, the curse of the fornicator, whoever they are. When was the last time they said, I wish I was like you. I could be more like you. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 9, you've got to be blessed. Turn to your neighbor again and tell him, you must be blessed. You must wear the blessing. You must live in the blessing. You must be the blessing. You must be. The blessing must ooze all off of you. You must be sopping with blessing. Not just a little bit blessed. You've got to be sopping, drenched with the blessing of God. Are you hearing? Now, here's another reason why you got to be blessed. Ecclesiastes 9, uh, verse 13. Look at this. Ecclesiastes 9, 13. Uh, the King James Version says this. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and few men within it. And there came what kind of king? There came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks uh, against it. Verse 15. Now, here, here's the kicker in 15 and 16. Are you ready? Now, there was found in it a what kind of wise man? A poor wise man. Say poor three times. Poor wise man. And listen. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. He, by his wisdom, saved the city. And then it goes on to say, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Mm, interesting. Verse 16. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is what? 
despised, and his words are what? Are what? Are what? The poor man's wisdom, the poor man's words are not heard. Now, we want the whole, we want everybody on the planet to be spiritual, right? But they're not. I guarantee you, you drive up in a Lexus, a fancy car, and they'll go, ooh, look at that nice car. What you do? They want to strike up a conversation with you. When they see money, money causes them to pay attention. Look at that commercial about E.F. Hutton. When E.F. Hutton speaks, what? People listen. Why? Because the world system, their God is mammon. So they will listen to mammon. So you will have to be blessed with something that is natural so that you can attract their attention. Because the poverty... Poverty on our lives, our words will be despised. They won't hear us. They say, hmm, here we go, put, putting along down the street. Thank God we thank God for our cars. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you now that you've got to have something. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and get in debt. That's that fake stuff. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I'm telling you that you're going to have to receive the blessing of God in so much of a degree that it overpours that it pours over your life that your cup runs over this is a supernatural blessing that God gives to his people not just for you but to attract them what you need to see tonight that you must be blessed you are required to be blessed so that you can attract the ungodly because a poor man's wisdom is his despise his words are not heard now I'm just reading your bible are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So you have to say, God, bless me financially. God, calls me, calls my cup to run over. God, give me more than enough. God, give me abundance. Give me the ability to get wealth that I may establish your covenant in the earth and that I may attract them. Not that I may build bigger barns because all this stuff is going to be burned up down here. But God wants you to have a platform for a platform that will allow you to speak. And the wealth in this system, when you have wealth, people listen to you. Am I telling the truth in here? You will attract people because people, the ungodly, are attracted to wealth. Look at your neighbor and say, you must become rich. You must become blessed. Say, I must become blessed. I must become blessed. This is not an option. These are the last days. So you must have a platform. Are you hearing? Go to Psalm 67. Let's go. Let's look at Psalm 67. Let me show you some more. Can I show you some more? Would you mind if I show you just a little bit more? I want to show you proof that you must be blessed. Because if you can receive this enough, your prayer life will change. Your prayer life will change. Because there is a reason for the blessing. There is a reason for the blessing. There is a reason. I thank God for our shoes, but we shouldn't have holes in them.
Are you hearing? Not that I may have a, a, a 10 or 12 bank accounts or offshore accounts or buy a, a, another jet. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, not that all these things, but the wealth is going to attract them. Now, you will have haters. The Lord Jesus said, with your prosperity, with your blessing, uh, others will come and, and they will hate on you. There will be persecution with a hundredfold blessing. Get ready for it. But I've learned in my little lifespan that people will talk about you when you don't have anything. And they'll talk about you when you got something too. I read they talk about me while I'm riding in it. While I'm living in it. Praise the Lord. Then when I'm just sitting there just trying to look holy and poor. Say, I have to be blessed. Let me show you another proof. Psalm 67. Look, are you there? Are you there? Verse 1 says, God be merciful unto us. Say, God be merciful unto me. And bless us. And cause his face to shine upon us. You see that? Be merciful unto me, bless me, and cause your face to shine upon me. Let's say, let's say that. God bless me, be merciful unto me, and cause your face to shine on me. Why? Ask your neighbor, why? Why must I be blessed? Why? Anybody, are you with me? Why? Why must I be blessed? Why? He says, why, why are we asking the Lord to bless us and, and let his face shine upon us? Why? Verse 2 tells us, that thy way may be known upon earth. And thy saving health among all nations. That thy way may be known so that they will know what God is like. They don't know what God is like. They may not watch TBN or listen to the CDs and all that stuff, but they see you. And as God blesses you, puts his super on your natural, then they see how God works with you. And they see how God brought you through. They know how he is like. They know his ways based on how he blesses you. He said, bless us, Lord. Have, be merciful unto us and, and bless us and cause your face. Now, when you see face, face talks about the favor of the Lord. Let your favor be upon me. Why? Why are we asking for the favor? Why are we asking for the blessing? That they may know you. That they may know who you, who you are like, what you are like. And thy saving health among all nations. The phrase there, thy saving health. In the Hebrew, now we're closing, in the Hebrew is actually the word Yeshua. That phrase is actually Yeshua. You've seen the movie Passion of the Christ, right? Mary cries out, Yeshua, Yeshua. Salvation, Jesus. So you've got to be blessed. Now there's much more, but I think we're going to begin to land the plane. Now, you've got to be blessed so that they will know what God is like through you. They may never pick up a Bible, but they'll surely look at you. You have to be blessed so they know how God is, what he is like, and so that they may come to know Jesus Christ. 
Say with me, I have to be blessed. You hear me? Look at verse number three. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Selah. Let's think about that thing. Verse 5. Let the people praise it. I wonder what we're praising them for. Probably for the blessing. Isn't that right? Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Verse 6. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our God, shall what? Bless us. Look at verse 7, another trigger verse here. God shall bless us. Say, God shall bless me. God shall bless me. God shall bless me. Why? It says, and all the ends of the earth shall do what? Fear him. The word fear there means also means honor. They will become, they will honor God when they see the blessing of the Lord upon your life. They'll know God, oh, he's someone to be feared. He's someone to be honored. When you are blessed, not just money, money's a part of it, but when your marriage is blessed, when your children are blessed, when your business is blessed, when the church is blessed, everything we do, what we, whatever we put our hands to, it prospers. And they say, how is that? And you can say, Jesus. Hallelujah. Every time you walk in the store, they pay full price. But when you walked in there, it's on sale. Hallelujah. It's the blessed life. Hallelujah. I must have a blessed life. 10 or 12 applicants came in for the job. They were all turned down. But when you got in there, favor, and you got the job. Not only did you get the job, you got it for a much higher salary than all of them did. You're blessed. You're blessed. The tangible favor of God is on your life. Why? Maybe so we can build bigger houses, so we can uh, have a bunch of bank accounts. No, so that they can see God, know what he is like, so that they may know his saving grace. Are you hearing me? You must come out of any type of poverty. You must be prosperous. You must be. You must be the head of the class. You must excel. You must in everything you do. And when you're going through whatever you're going through, you must go through well. Now, hearing and we're not talking about you putting on a show. Oh, praise the Lord. Right. I'm going through, but <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed. But we don't see it. Right. I've been hearing you say that for the last 15 years, and I still don't see it. Oh Is that what's happening in your restaurant? You keep eating, keep eating, but you're still not full. Why would I want to go there? There comes a time when what's on the pages must manifest in our lives. It must come to pass. I must be blessed. You must be blessed. It is a requirement. It's a requirement. Then they'll know God. Then they'll see. They'll see what he is like. You've gone to the restaurant, and now you're honestly licking your fingers. Honestly, you're not trying to put on a show. You're honestly, mm -mm. oh, God, it was so good. The word was so good. You got to come to my church. Oh, pastor, tore it up again. Oh, you so good. Let me tell you this last thing. 
when they see you, they ought to want to come to your church. You ought to want to tell people about your church. You ought to want to tell people about Jesus. Not this fake stuff. Oh, maybe I should tell them about the Lord. I don't know. Oh, maybe they, uh uh-uh. uh If there's an argument there, you haven't tasted the product. You're not filled with it yet. You should be, oh, I get to tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about him. Oh, my God. It's so good. We ought to go back to the altar. Until we get a good taste. Good taste. You hearing? Good. Not just sniffing the pot. Mm, get in there and eat it and get a good taste. And then you want people want people to call you radical. They call you radical. Oh, here she comes again. Tell about the Lord. Here she comes again. Oh, she's so excited, so excited. So, and it's not fake, it's real. People know real. People know, don't you know real? People know real. We're going to pray. Give God a hand to praise for the word if you receive the word. In In Jesus' mighty name. Now, we're going to pray. Because the anointing for that is right now in this house. The Lord gave that word for you, for those that would be in here tonight who would be listening. Let those that have an ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And whenever the Lord, whenever he preaches something, whenever he proclaims it, he is also willing to manifest it. There comes tonight, if you will hear this, there comes tonight a supernatural enabling or a grace to receive what the Lord is saying. There is a supernatural grace. Because you're going to need the grace of God to move from where you are to that blessed life. You won't be able to manifest it on your own. Impossible. It's more than about money or things. God's going to have to rearrange some things in your life, reshape some things in your life, and pour his blessing on you and cause his face to shine on you. And tonight that anointing is here to do that. If you have heard the word tonight, And you know that word is for you. You know God was speaking to you about that. Just stand right where you are. We're going to pray right where you are. And we're going to receive that anointing for that. We're going to receive that anointing. Just just right where you are. It's in the atmosphere. Raise your lightning rods. That's your, your arms. Raise those lightning rods. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you now for the impartation of the blessed life. That every area of our lives be blessed. Blessed financially. Blessed in our body. Blessed in our minds. Blessed emotionally. Our children blessed. Grandchildren blessed. Business is blessed. Ministry blessed. Everything that we put our hands to do, we receive the blessing. Father, we decree right now that heaven would be manifested in our lives. We say, let heaven come. Let the rule of heaven come in our lives. Jesus, you are the king. Yes, you are. 
And we call on you, Lord Jesus, to rule and reign over our lives. And now we take authority over every ungodly thing, over the poverty, over the sickness, over the disease, over the calamity, over everything that is not like heaven in our lives. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus Christ and we cast it out. And we decree right now that we receive the blessed life. Say with me, I receive it. The blessed life. Let it manifest. Let it come to pass in my life. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. So that the nations will know what you are like. So that the nations will receive Jesus Christ. My life is forever changed. And I am blessed. And according to your word, it is so. It is so. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. You've just received an impartation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it's changing right now. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord's even making your enemies to be at peace with you right now. He's causing you to live in abundance even right now. Say, it is so in my life. Now, you've got to go out of this place and continue to confess it. Because you know it's not about you. Do you know it's not about you? It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the Lord Jesus and those whom he will attract through you. You must be blessed. You must be blessed. And as a matter of fact, I decree it, you are blessed. You are blessed. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.